from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, June the 13th, 2022. Officially week two of the CFL season as we leave week one behind us. Well, not completely as coming up on today's show. We'll hear from Coach Joe. We'll hear from Dane Evans and Luke Tasker will be by to get his thoughts on Saturday's game. We'll read some of yours, but uh, the final 30-13 from Saskatchewan. Ticats dropped their season opener, moved to 0-1 on the season. If there's any positive to take from this weekend, it is the fact that uh, all the other teams in the East Division did not win. Argos were on a bye. The Red Blacks lost in uh, Winnipeg. The uh, Alouettes lost in Calgary. So if there's any positive to week one is that it's over and that nobody really gained any spot in the standings other than Toronto, who's still 0-0. I mentioned Ticats week two, Saturday. It is our home opener. It is our Hall of Fame game. It's supposed to be a beautiful Saturday evening, and you're going to want to be there. So you can go to Ticats.ca for tickets, as our very own Mike Walker and, of course, Orlando Steinauer will be getting the call to the hall enshrined forever at the Canadian Football Hall of Fame at Tim Hortons Field. And as a caretaker pointed out last week, for the first time since the Canadian Football Hall of Fame has moved to Tim Hortons Field, a Ticat is going in. So if you do want to come to the reception on Friday night, uh, Ticketmaster.ca, you can get tickets for that. Just search Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Uh, and you're more than welcome to join us because there are tickets available for that if you'd like to come and still tickets available for the game on Saturday. All right, before we get into more Saturday's game, I'll let you know that the Ticats were not on the practice field today. We'll be back at Tim Hortons Field tomorrow. We'll give you an update on everything going down at practice right here on Ticats today. Uh, but let's wrap up Saturday's game. Let's hear from Coach Orlando Steinauer as he spoke to the media after the game Saturday night. Well, uh, you know, I thought I thought we played hard, first of all. I'm not, you know, but uh, the goal is to win. I thought we had a chance. I thought we had the momentum flipped, despite everything that had went on in the game. You know, yeah. with Dunbar's touchdown, uh, we weren't able to come up with a defensive stop there. But uh, I've, I've learned there's, there's no quit in this team. And I know that uh, we are not where we need to be. we got to play a lot better. We, uh, we didn't. We didn't harass the quarterback quite as much. We let him. We let him escape, and you know, obviously, we didn't protect the quarterback well enough to win. We just didn't protect the quarterback, Steve. It's that's not anything more than that. You know, at the end of the day, you don't know how each game is going to unfold, and you know, it was a, a defensive battle there for for quite a while. And you know, we we just have to be better. That's it. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen the tape. I just know, I, you know, I don't put it on a quarterback. I know that, you know, when you don't convert on second down and you're not able to stay on the field, it's it's hard to get in a rhythm. Uh, I, you know, yes, definitely he was harassed. You know, we still had opportunities to make some plays and we didn't. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's not any bigger than that. Well, we just felt like we needed to, we just needed a boost in that area. And we thought that, uh, heading into this game, you know, with the wind and in a hostile environment, and wasn't sure exactly how much 
we may or may not punt. And if it was a, a high number, as it proved tonight, um, we just felt like this was our best opportunity. We're always going to put our best roster out there that we think is going to win the game. So um, that's why. They were definitely, definitely out there too long. That's, but that doesn't, that's not why everything happened. The other team was executing at a high level and on a few plays and um, that, that's what it is. You know, it's, it's not always just about, you know, how many plays you play, but definitely I believe we were out there too long. That is the president of football operations and head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Orlando Steinauer. We'll get to some of your thoughts as I put a call out on Twitter because I wanted to know what you thought about Saturday, how you're feeling today. So I'll get to some of those in just a little bit. But right now, let's hear from Dane Evans, quarterback of your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Here's what he had to say after Saturday. Yeah, no doubt, man. Steve, it's 100% my fault. Um, I, I got to be so much better. Um, even with everything that happened tonight, um, the sacks, you know, all that stuff, whatever, whatever, um, we found ourselves in a position in the fourth quarter where we could have won won a ball game, right? Yeah. Um, and and we didn't, we didn't. That's they beat us. That's that's fair and square. Um, you know, I'm not going to point the finger at anyone else but myself. Um, I I'm going to watch this film extremely hard. Um, all we talked about all week was you know limiting turnovers, and our goal was obviously to have zero, and I had four on my own, right? So. Um, I got, I got to be so much better. Um, our defense played well enough to win tonight. Our special teams did as well at moments. We did too, as an offense, but we got to get so much more consistent. I got to get so much more better. Um, and, and, and it's going to be a painful film to watch, but, um, you know, I can't wait to watch this and learn from it. And then when we find ourselves back here on November 20th, it's going to like the film from week one is not even going to look like the same ball team. Right. So, um, I, it's a tough one. It's going to suck. It's going to be hard to watch, but. I mean, that there's no way to get better if you run from it, right? So I'm going to dive straight into it and, and just take all the coaching I can on it. You know, that's something that we're usually pretty decent at. Um, I think it was just one of those things today that that just wasn't ours, you know what I mean? Um, um, they, they are players too. They make plays. They made plays. Um, yeah, it was, just, it was just a tough one all the way around. Um, I don't think it's anything schematically. I don't think it's anything that is just all execution. Um, and like I said, I'm the guy with the ball in my hand at the end of the day. Um, but I do on a positive, I do want to shout out Matt. Um, we talked, we talked, um, in the, in the hotel, he's my roommate, you know, um, just kind of gave him some tips and pointers and stuff like that. Um, to talk, told him about how we kind of view things as backup quarterbacks around here. Cause I've been there, you know, and I'm so proud of my man coming in like that and being ready when his number was called. Obviously it's not the situation you want to go in. I've definitely been there before. Um, but I'm, I couldn't be more happier for Matt. Um, he came in and did his thing and super proud of him. Obviously, he didn't end, that drive didn't end how he wanted, but he moved us down the field. And um, that, that made me – I, I got a lot of respect for Matt. So that was, that was awesome. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, it definitely helped isolate space, you know, when you bring the hashes in like that. Um, that was actually the exact same play we threw the interception on the first or second drive, whatever that was. Oh. Um, you know, that, that first pick, I just got to give him a better ball. Um, just the wrong throw decision there. Yeah. Um, and then that was literally the exact same play. Um, so it was great to come back to it and, and get a big one like that. Um, we knew we had something there that we liked. Um, so I was, I was happy that Tommy trusted me enough to come back to it too. Um, and Steve did his thing. So, um, yeah, but, but to answer your question, yes, I do believe the hashes help open that up some just with the isolation on the backside. And that is Dane Evans, quarterback for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. And 
I, if you go to Ticats.ca, you can get just full comments. And the first question asked to him, and uh, I, we, I, he mentioned it in our sit-down interview before the season. His wife, Nikki, is expecting, and she was actually due this weekend. So I don't have an update for you. But, and I'm not using this as an excuse for his performance or anything like that, and he would never, ever in a million years do that. But have you ever had a bad day? Not even a bad day, a stressful day at home or something, and then you go into work. Imagine everything he's going through right now. Um, and I'm just saying this as, as a person. Sometimes it's easy to forget that these athletes are people. And just trying to put into perspective what must have been going through his head on Saturday night. Being chased down by a scary Saskatchewan Rough Riders D-line. Sacked eight times. You know, first game as the number one quarterback. His wife's expecting any second. So again, I'm not making excuses for him. He would never even entertain the thought. Um, But I'm just reminding people that these guys are people. They're great athletes, professional athletes, and the best at what they do. But at the end of the day, they're still people, which I think is important, especially when you start off 0-1. And and sometimes you go to Twitter and you don't want to be on Twitter and there's some negativity. And that's that's your right as a fan. I I agree. If you pay money to see his team and if you invest your time and your money and effort – you, you deserve to, to be passionate, good and bad. So let's get to that. On that note, let's get to how you're feeling, Cats fans. On Twitter, at LouisB underscore TV, I put it out to you. How are you feeling? And uh, we'll get some of your response here. And you guys have some concerns about the O-line. And uh, Oskietti says, he's feeling not good. O-line, a major concern once again. Eating them raw, the podcast is O-line, definitely the main cause of concern. Hopefully Woodmansey will be back and Saxland won't be out long term. Uh, Podski Wee Wee says, uh, not very good. O-line played terrible. Not sure there's a fix going forward. Why do we do this every season? Uh, Mike says he's worried. And I, I, I'm just going to provide a little bit of defense here because I mean, when you look at that O-line, Jordan Murray was such a key piece to it last season. You know, if he plays all 14 games, he's he he's definitely in the conversation for a CFL All-Star spot. He's 100% East Division All-Star if he plays all game last season. And there's a reason that the Indianapolis Colts wanted this guy so bad. So there's a big guy, literally and figuratively, gone from your offensive line. Coulter Woodmansey, who was a standout in his rookie last season, gets hurt at camp. Chris Van Zyl didn't get into camp until just about the last week. Uh, and then... Uh, Alex Fontana, new addition, Darius Sirocco's gone. So Rev is really the only consistent on that offensive line. And if we've learned anything is that the offensive line needs to be on the same page. They have to be in sync. And and they weren't. The eight sacks on the stat sheet will tell you that. Uh, but I'm confident Mike Gibson's been a coach in the league for a long time. They're going to watch the tape this week. They're going to be better next week. But a lot of you guys definitely have some concern with the O-line here. And, uh, I mean, a lot of tweets about the O-line. I, I, I don't want to read them all because that's that's how you guys feel. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I'll get to some of you on Twitter. Jim Martin at LaTuton says, On a positive note, I feel much better about the kicking, both field goals and punting, than I did after the preseason. 
but our O-line protection needs to be way better. So again, you guys are very passionate and I appreciate that. Uh, and you can always let me know how you feel on Twitter at Louis B underscore TV. All right, let's get a perspective from a former player, someone who has been through some poor starts before, and that's Luke Tasker and uh, Ticats Audio Network analyst, former Ticat himself. And uh, Luke, obviously not the way they wanted to start their season, but like I said, you've you've been through situations like this before. Okay, first of all, I didn't call that last week or anything okay, like sorry. that. You you I, had mentioned that that had happened before. I simply hearkened back to the last decade <laughs> of Ticat football. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go out, especially to Sask or Winnipeg or anywhere west of the Mississippi and go and so to speak and go yeah. and and win week one. It's just really it's really difficult as as we saw with Ottawa and Montreal. And like we just mentioned, as we've seen just in the, in the last 10 years or so uh, for the Ticats. So, yeah. And, and of course, not, not like we, not like the Ticats played their best football out there by any means, but uh, it doesn't tell the whole story, but it certainly is another factory of factor of adversity to, to, you know, play out West. The offensive line is something that a lot of fans have pointed out. And when you look at the stat line, you three turnovers, eight sacks allowed, it's hard not to talk about it, but can we give them some credit in the sense that it, there are so many new bodies in that in that place? There's no Coulter Woodmansey. There's no Jordan Murray. There's no Darius Sirocco. Chris Van Zyl's working his way back. I mean, Rev is the only consistent from last season, and in a position group that's so important. Just it, obviously, it wasn't a great game, but there were some signs there that this could build into something. Yeah, um, I don't love putting the turnovers on the offensive line i think there's just too many factors involved there the sacks yes you know and that and that's that's sort of the the telling uh stat line there and definitely the the sack ratio right uh you know um uh we, we we didn't get enough pressure on the defensive side side of the ball either in that uh in that category it is a young group and important yes and and part of their part of their you know skill set the thing that they have to have be so sharp on is communication there is a lot a lot that those guys have to talk about and effectively communicate very clearly before the snap of the ball and some plays more than others obviously based on protection and play call and runner pass but there there really is they they really got to be on the same wavelength there and it does not take it does not take a major miscommunication to make the error that causes a sack. If I'm saying that clearly, it's, it's very slight. It, you know, those guys can have one slight misunderstanding, one guy misstepping off his, off the first uh, step of the snap. And that's all it takes, man. You got, you got, you got freak professional athletes on the other side, trying to, trying to get to Dane. So yeah, lots to work on and it doesn't look good on a stat line, but, uh, but at the same time, you get a couple of those things right here or there. And especially the interceptions are the interceptions. But in my opinion, you know, we had those, we had those well, strip sacks or just fumbles in the backfield from a, from a hand getting in there. Those are the ones that in my opinion are the, are the easiest ones to, to make the correction. It's just a technique and a little bit sharper sense of awareness and things look differently without those, without those turnovers. Speaking of making the corrections, you said you've had a couple of games. You have had a couple of seasons like this where it doesn't start well. So take us into the room. Off day yesterday, lighter practice today, no full practice. What's what's being said? How is what's the mood? How is it being kept lighter or maybe mm -hmm. does the mood change at all from week one to week two? 
you know, I, I specifically remember a couple games like this where losses that aren't necessarily, though this game was very close on the scoreboard for a very long time, losses that in some ways aren't really heartbreakers, you know, it just kind of wasn't. And when so many things didn't go really well, and when there's just a real lack of, of rhythm, especially offensively, sometimes to, for me, that was the easiest game to get over. Cause you can kind of almost chalk it up to like, that just wasn't us. Like we just know we, we can have such, such authentic confidence in knowing that we, you know, in A, B, C, and D, we could have done all of those things better. And so we're just going to, and we're going to practice that way. And we're going to make the technical changes that need to be made. But really it's it, sometimes I felt it just easy on a game like that to just say, Hey, it just wasn't us. And yeah, we can't get the win back, but I know we can make these changes. Um, I think back to, and, I, and I'm, you know, you, you, you control your own attitude and you control the story inside your locker room. So I was, I, I'll blame it on a Western start all day. If I'm, if I'm a player, I'm like, yeah, well, of course we're going to lose that one. How <laughs> they, they set it up for us to lose it. So whatever, you know, and you can sort of hang your hat on whatever story you want to say, whether that sounds authentic or not, it's your attitude to choose. So the uh, I remember in 2014, the stadium being built and we were playing McMaster the, the whole time. And it was just, we were busing everywhere and, started off one and four or whatever. I, whatever I, I just mentioned on the coach Osho, whatever our record was. And, you know, it just felt like uh, we, we can fix this really easily. We just got to do these little changes. We didn't point is it's not like you don't, you don't take on this burden of saying we're a bad football team or, you know, everything's wrong. No, you're a good football team. There are slight edges that you can gain back slight wins here or there that are going to change the course of the, of the game coming. Give me a reason for optimism, other than the fact that there's there's one game. It's one game. There's 17 left. What 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 left you encouraged about uh, Saturday night? You know, I just brought up with uh, Coach O that the timing of that Stephen Dunbar uh, long touchdown, the timing on its own is encouraging to me because it was sort of at a place in that game where you could have stalled out entirely. You know, you could have sort of. Uh, lost rhythm completely when there was really none to be found. Uh, so sort of gutsy plays like, like that uh, looked really great to me. There was some really good, especially run stop. And last year, the Ticats defense, uh, you know, w- was great against the run. And they, there was times of, of, uh, of that again, really, this is, and this is a little bit anticlimactic for, for a lot of listeners, I'm sure, but I, I was encouraged by the incredible responsibility placed on the new newly established punt unit that I thought did a very good job uh, to manage to flip the field. And when you're giving a returner 15, whatever attempts, you know, in a, in a night, we didn't punt the ball 15, I don't think, but if we give them so many returns a night, it, that's more chances for one to pop loose. Um, and then Dane, I mean, he, our post game interview, Louie, I mean, he's, everyone's heard Dane's interviews now, and he's a guy who uh, understands the, you know, the weight of his own responsibility, but we've seen him time and again, uh, uh, come back uh, after losses or after poor performances and, 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 and play at that all-star level. So uh, excited to see where he goes in week two. And I mentioned this earlier in the show because of, you know, think about Dane. And and the first question he was asked in the post game presser was, uh, you know, what's the status? His, his, like his wife is nine months pregnant 
And mm. it's it's hard to forget sometimes when you're bashing somebody on social media or you're wearing their jersey or you're, you paid money to, for a ticket to go see them play, that these people are human, right? And, mm. and can, I'm sure you've been in that situation. You have, you have three kids yourself. I mean, you, that's got to be in the back of your mind. It's, it's impossible to block out the entire world when you're playing football. I was lucky enough to have off season uh, babies, actually. <laughs> that's, that's it. I went, yeah. That's the secret. I, I remember Mike Daly's wife having a baby the morning of our game in Winnipeg and Mike Daly, sorry, the night before, but you know, it takes a long time. And Mike Daly flying out to Winnipeg the morning of a, a game. And, and that's not an easy thing to do. It's all, you're exactly right we're all human as well. And these kind of, these kind of off the field things, even though of course it's a positive, but the, but the actual weeks of have of the actual delivery, are, of, as everyone knows, is there's a lot of stress there and there's a lot of moving pieces and uh, logistics to take care of. So we're just hoping all the best for Dane. And, and I, and I, and I, I think that he'd be the last to sort of, mm. you know, want to want to let that be a storyline as, as to his performance. Uh, but it'll be great to see that get, you know, uh, uh, everyone healthy and, and uh, well, well behind us. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not an excuse because I thought Dane looked pretty efficient. Um, all things considered the time that he had uh, one more before let's go coach O show coming out tomorrow. Uh, he is going into the hall of fame on Friday night. Uh, you didn't play with him, but you know, him as a person, just your thoughts on uh, coach O and uh, getting the call to the hall. Uh, it, it's an obvious one to me and you see the highlights from, from, uh, the, from his playing years, 99 gray cup. And he talked to his, to all the teammates and, and that great group of guys of tie cats from the, from that 99 team. And it, yeah, it's an obvious one. Like he was, he was a game changing, uh, player, an all-star at, at every, uh, defensive secondary position. That's ridiculous. I mean, he, he was, he was outstanding and, uh, influenced the flow of games like any like any star quarterback can uh like big play receivers can uh, he was that impactful and he did it for so many years well well deserved and it, it seems to me like that game changing uh style of performance is is very much so a part of his coaching coaching way too he's he's a gamer he loves 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 football he has fun doing it and he's great at it on the sidelines as a coach, uh, just like he was, uh, as a player and, you know, just kind of honored to, to see him and to see him, uh, go in there. Well said Luke, I do have to point out, I think between your play-by-play stuff, all the shows you're doing throughout the week, I think you might've officially, or you might be officially passing me as the only person being on the audio network more than <laughs> myself. So I, I guess, uh, wow. I think I'll I'm have you on my show t- sometime, Louis. I- okay. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I was going to ask how much you missed me. I, I listened. It didn't sound like you guys missed me at all. You guys were awesome this weekend. Uh, oh, I miss you guys on the, uh, or like, I miss you guys, but uh, keep doing a great job. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Yes, sir. All right, Louis. My thanks Luke Tasker for joining me. My thanks to everybody who, uh, who got to me on Twitter uh, with your, your, your strong opinions on week one. Uh, it's only Monday. It's 0 and one. We got nowhere to go, but up. So, Tomorrow is another day, just like Saturday is another game. And a reminder to tightcats.ca slash tickets to join us there. We are back tomorrow from practice right here on the Tightcats Audio Network. This has been Tightcats today. I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day. 
Tycast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.